Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Jose Young's here with... New York Rick, Eric Jackman of MMAfighting.com. Now, Eric, this isn't your first this isn't your first time on camera, but this is your first preview show. Right? That's correct. So, uh, I've been on camera before, but first preview show. So welcome, Eric, to the MMA Fighting Preview Show here in New York City. We are not outside Madison Square Garden. We are just down the road. I see Times Square right in front of us. You'll see people walking around us. Bear with us, folks. Eric, ceremonial weigh-ins just wrapped up. So we're going to start at the top of the card, the main event of the UFC 268 pay-per-view live in New York City. Kamar Usman looks to go 2-0 and against Colby Covington. Now, if you remember the first time they fought, that famous press conference inside the Hulu Theater. They didn't fight in New York City, but the press conference was still in the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden. Kamar Usman took his shirt off. He got on his face. He had all these things to say in response to Colby Covington. Colby Covington seems to be keeping that same energy. Kamar Usman seems much more subdued. So, I'll ask you a two-part question. What do you make of Colby Covington's approach mentally, and do you think it is affecting Kamar Usman, the champion, at all leading into Saturday night? I think for Colby Covington, this is what got him to the dance, and he's continuing to play the same notes. And uh, it's it's effective in the sense that um, if you listen to the crowd at the Hulu Theater in Madison Square Garden, uh, they are buying it, they're enjoying it, they're getting behind Colby Covington. As far as whether it's affecting the champ, um, I don't. I, I don't think it is affecting the champ. I think um, he knows he's here for business. In fact, I think he appreciates what Colby Covington is doing um, and has said as much uh, because of what it's going to do for his finances, because of what it's going to do for his pockets. Now, just look at the X's and O's. I'm going to ask you another two-part question. Now, everyone knows New York Rake is the betting guy. I know nothing about gambling. Don't gamble on MMA, folks. It is so silly and unpredictable. But if you are going to gamble, listen to this, man. So, the last time you saw, what were the lines? Uh, roughly two to one, Roughly say. two to one. Do you agree with those lines? Yeah, I think, I think it's right. I think um, Kamara deserves a lot of respect. I think what's contributing to that is that Colby hasn't fought um, since the Tyron Woodley fight, hasn't really put in a lot of time on the resume, so we don't know what to expect. Um, I do think he's going to come with a different game plan, which also kind of affects that. Um, so there's a lot of unknown around Colby Covington um, at the moment, so I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, Kamara Usman, uh, in the time since their last fight, uh, has only in continued to increase his striking. Um, so I think, rightfully, uh, he's the favorite here. Now, even looking at their last few fights, you touched upon it a little bit. Kamar Usman, since their first fight, I believe it was, what, 3-0? Correct, Two yeah. Two wins against Jorge Masvidal, one against Gilbert Burns. The That's Gilbert right. Burns fight, he dropped him with a jab. Yep. And then he knocked Jorge Masvidal dead inside of a sold-out arena in Jacksonville. First person ever finished Jorge Masvidal like yep. that. So, Kamar Usman is clearly a completely different fighter. The same thing you said about Colby Covington. Now, you, he's only had one fight since his fight with Kamar Usman, but he put the absolute beat down on former champion Tyron. Yep. He has said he is a completely different fighter. We've seen Kamar Usman has emerged as a very high, like, not, I don't want to say high level like Tyron Small, but he's a high level. Yeah, absolutely. Fighter. So in terms of X's and O's, how do you think this fight is going to play out? Yeah, it's a tough one to say. As you said, Colby Covington's changed camp. He's now at MMA Masters. He's, he's doing something completely different. So I think we will see a different Colby Covington than the first fight. I think if he tries to engage in a striking battle with Kamara Usman like he did the first time, 
it is going to be a long night for him. Not going to be successful. I think Kamaru has made such strides um, in his striking that that would be a tough fight to win. So I think we're going to see more of that relentless pressure game that we've that we've been accustomed to from Colby mixed in with some attempted takedowns. Uh, and from Kamaru, I think he's going to have the, a little bit of the ability to sit back in the pocket and sure. be able to counter. Um, I don't think he's going to have to be super aggressive. Colby's going to have to come to him. Um, and I think he's going to be able to, to land some really strong shots. Yeah, I'm really curious how this plays out. Because like you said, like Colby coming to his whole MO is just pressure, pressure, pressure. Yeah. Whatever, like the cardio king, he says all like that. But if you watch that first fight, as much as we love that, all they had to do was this, like once, to avoid one jab. And that fight's yeah. completely different. That was a sloppy kickboxing fight. Very fun fight to watch. Not the most high-level striking. But putting you on the spot right now, what is your prediction for the main event? I predict that Kamara Usman will win. Um, it will either happen late uh, if it's going to be a finish or he'll win a decision. Um, I think Colby Covington will be competitive in this fight. I do not think it, it's going to be a blowout. Um, but I think the the, the well-rounded game that Kamaru has developed at this point, making him the number one pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world, uh, is going to be too much. Yeah, pound-for-pound pound aside, Kamaru Usman is obviously the best welterweight on planet Earth. I have no problem if you want to say Colby Covington just happens to be the second best welterweight in the world. So. I just think one trumps two. It's going to be hyper-competitive. These are the two best 170-pound fighters in the world fighting for five rounds, and I, I really have no idea what's going to happen, but I do think Kamaru Usman gets it done. Probably a late-round finish. Yeah, as uh, Kamaru Usman has said, unfortunately, Colby Covington lives in Kamaru's era. That, that's his that's, biggest fault. That's really true. If, if, if Colby Covington had fit, we saw what would happen. If Colby Covington had fought Tyron Woodley, he would have been Colby champ. Compton would have been the undisputed rather than yeah. into inter champ. But drawing down to the co-main event, Kamaru Usman's teammate in the Trevor Whitman gym. And the lights in Trevor Whitman is going to be the X factor in a lot of these fights we yeah. break down. Rose Nambiunas also looks to make it 2-0 against Zhang Weili, the former champion. The difference is the first time they fought Jackson on that same card, Kamaru knocked out Hori Majidal. Weili was the champion. Yes. Rose Nambiunas knocked her dead. Didn't see a lot from Weili in that fight considering how quick it was. What are you expecting in this fight? I'm expecting to see a fight. Uh, just to put it bluntly, the first time uh, we didn't see much of anything. We don't. We didn't really have much to take away. All due respect, all due credit to Rose Namajunas, but that was such a short fight, such a quick knockout. Again, Rose did what she needed to do. Do not get me wrong. Um, she deserves full credit for that. Um, but we didn't see what Zhang versus Rose really like plays out to look like, and I think we will see that this time. I think it'll be a competitive matchup. It reminds me a little bit of how uh, Rose came in and, and took Joanna out relatively quickly. The second fight, much more competitive, but Rose dominated um, and, and won again. I could see that playing out this time, but I do think um, it would be more competitive. So, two-part question again. Last time you looked, it was probably around a 50-50 fight. I don't really, even Rose did the press conference, she thinks the line has fluctuated a bit, so it's clearly 50-50. So, do you agree, is it 50-50, or should Rose, who won by knockout the first time, be the heavier favorite, and who do you think is going to win? Yeah, I think it's right, um, and I'll say this, uh, Rose was a, an underdog in the second fight against Joanna as well, um, so that tends to be the, the the mo for her. She's she's again like a slight underdog or a pick'em heading into this fight. I think it stems from if you were somebody who was backing Zhang Wei Li heading into the first fight, you'd have nothing to make you believe that you couldn't back her again in this fight. So that I think is what's affecting the line. Um, I personally favor Zhang Wei Li. I, th I think uh, I was one of the people who was predicting that she would win the first fight. I, I again think that um, she will. Now you add in um, her, her camp at fight ready. Um, it changes that uh, a little bit more, um, I think, in her favor. Um, so I think the line is right. 
um, quote unquote, but I do believe um, Zhang Weili will be competitive in this fight, and I favor her to win. Now I'm going to play devil's advocate, which I always try to do on 50-50 fights. Uh, I usually make up my mind right now on these crazy <laughs> shows, and I'm a baseball fan, I'm a Red Sox fan, so naturally I am a superstitious individual. Yesterday, while we were recording this, was the four-year anniversary of Rose Namajunas knocking Ioana and Jacek out to win the strawweight championship, just like she did against Wei Lee. Yeah. She did the same thing again in, in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, except this time it was a five-round, very competitive fight that Rose Namajunas has put it away. She's 2-0 and in New York. She's two, she, she hasn't lost a rematch yet. Yep. I'm a numbers guy. I have to go with Rose. I don't think it's going to be a knockout. I do think it's going to be similar to the Rose or Yoana 2 fight. I think it's going to be a very competitive five-round fight. And I think Rose just edges Whaley. I want to say like 49, 46, 48, 47, but I do think we see and still. And then I hopefully she goes on to face Carlos Barza, who has done more than enough to turn that title shot. Yeah, another rematch for her. <laughs> another rematch. and But this time she's trying to avenge Alex, yeah, which, that's right. which is uncharted territory for, yeah. for her as a champion. Moving further down, because this fight we're going to last week kicks off the paper. Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler, a fight that Michael Chandler was asking for before he even got to the UFC. Justin Gaethje, obviously former World Series of Fighting champion, World Series of Fighting champion. That sounds weird, but I'm going to say it anyway. Former UFC interim champion, Michael Chandler, former Bellator, two, like multiple-time Bellator yep. champion, comes over, probably one of the bigger freedom signs they've had in a long time. And the second they signed Michael Chandler, I was like, Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. Give it, inject that fight into my body. <laughs> we are finally getting it. A lot of people think that this is essentially going to be throwing a hammer and a wrench into a blender and just hit and go. Yeah. If I remember correctly, on the Wayne show, <laughs> you don't necessarily agree with that, right? I agree, I agree with it to an extent. Uh, let me not, you know, throw cold water on this. Um, I think Michael Chandler is going to be a man of his word. I think he is not going to take a backward step. I think he is going to push the issue. I think he's going to really try to bring the fight to Justin Gaethje. What I said on the on the weigh-in show, and I'll repeat here, and, and I truly stand behind, is I think if he does try to bring that fight to Justin Gaethje, I think Justin Gaethje has the tools to defuse that. Um, I don't think the wrestling will be much of a factor. Justin Gaethje has the best sprawl um, in MMA. Uh, just You cannot take that man down in open space. Um, Habib was able to get him down up against the cage, but Habib gets everybody down. Um, I don't think the wrestling will be a factor. And then it comes down to, can Michael Chandler's power be the difference maker? I think Justin Gaethje's accumulation of leg kicks and just being able to wear Michael Chandler down will be something that will outpace uh, Chandler looking for that counter shot. Um, I think Chandler is dangerous, don't get me wrong. And especially early, those first two rounds are going to be hellacious. Uh, but I think Gaethje has the tools to defuse it, and I think he will comfortably win. No, yeah, so you're, you're going Justin Gaethje. I'm not, I don't want to say one-way traffic, but... Not one-way traffic. Michael Chandler will bring the fight to him, but I do not think he has the uh, style to defeat Justin Gaethje. Yeah, and I'm going to look at it from like a resume point of view. Like, and I, This isn't a UFC better than Bellator thing. I think Michael Chandler is very clearly a top five lightweight um, in the world regardless of promotion. Yeah. But if you look at Justin Gaethje's last few fights, it's like he came Michael Johnson, one of the greatest fights I have ever seen in my entire life. Amazing. Eddie Alvarez, Dustin Poirier, James Vick, Habib, Tony Ferguson. Like these are Edson Barbosa. These are the elite of the elite of lightweight. Now, on the flip side, Michael Chandler's last few fights well, like a couple Brent Primus fights, uh, Sydney Outlaw, uh, Dan Hooker, like great fighters, just not the same sure. as like 2018 or whenever he fought Edson Barbosa, who's just murking people, not yep. able to get Chikate. So I also think that Justin Gaethje could very well, like when I say Justin Gaethje, this Justin Gaethje, yes. the focused Justin Gaethje, the one that Trevor Whitman had to yell at in the Tony Ferguson fight to focus, and he goes, <laughs> yes, sir, yes, coach, and he just locked in and finished Tony Ferguson. This Justin Gaethje, 
could be the best lightweight in the world not named Habib Nurmagomedov. And for that reason, I think Justin Gaethje gets it done. And Michael Chandler, at worst, is the fourth best lightweight in the world and puts on a competitive fight with anyone. And hell, they fight 10 times, it could be six and four. But on Saturday night, inside three rounds, mm. I think Justin Gaethje gets it done. I respect it. Um, I, I also respect your take about Justin Gaethje being the best lightweight. I think if he wins this fight, as we are predicting he will, he sets up a fight against uh, Dustin Poirier or Charles Oliveira. Would be gangbusters. Would be an amazing fight. I'm looking forward to, to seeing how that plays out. Um, we're on the same page. Um, I will say... This version of Justin Gaethje, we didn't get to see it against Habib. We saw it against Tony Ferguson. I'm looking forward to really seeing that again. And there's a lot of other interesting storylines on this card. Of course, there's Kobe stepping on short notice. Uh, we have Frankie Edgar, who's taking Marlon Vera. Any other fight, any other fight card. Absolutely. This is the one who circles fight of the, fight of the night. Frankie Edgar is clearly closer, to, like very close to the finish line for his MMA career. So we really have to like salvage and appreciate the end of his career. And then, of course, you, you have a, like Gian Vellante. I think this is his last fight, too. One of the more yeah. fan favorites. So a lot of fun in this card. Yeah, Frankie Edgar fighting in the tri-state area, a staple of UFC events yeah. of years 100%. past. Um, the crowd will be out in support of him. A, a, a feature fight on any other fight card. Shane Burgos, Billy Q Ooh. is going to be insane. Um, so, yeah, Shane a lot Burgos to like. Has he ever been in a boring fight? Uh, Has he ever been in a boring Justin round? Gaethje, Shane Burgos, all these guys. Like, this card from top to bottom Billy is a, is a Billy Q is a bunch of fighters who have not been in a boring fight. Uh, one of the best fight cards Chris of the Curtis year. Curtis is finally in the UFC, too, after, like, that weird situation with Phil Haas. He, he loses out, and now he gets to fight in Madison Square Garden. So good on you, Chris Curtis. Yeah, maybe maybe they planned that. The yeah, action man might be a little smarter than we're giving them credit for. Well, for Jose, this has been New York Rick live in Madison Square Garden. Stick around at MAFighting.com and our YouTube page for all of our post-fake coverage. And until fight night, we're out. Bam! You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.